Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150 on this rainy Seattle day. Though I look out the window, Eric, and I still think to myself, what a great day to take your dog for a walk. What a great day to take your dog for a walk. Wow. Sorry, that was my horrible Louis Armstrong impression there. But as you said, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. What Instead, I think to myself, what a great day to take your dog for a walk. I was actually able to make that connection. Good. I'm glad. That's all I was going for. Make the connection, not buy my record. That's not your real singing voice, Eric. No, it is not. But yeah, throw a slicker on. Why not? You know, my dachshund hates the rain, so my only, um, but once we're out, she's like, okay, this is cool. But at first, if you asked her, she'd be like, uh, no, I don't yeah. want to go out in this. But then once we're out, she's cool. She's having a good time. The great outdoors, yeah. the hills are alive. That's yeah, right. that sort of thing. Yeah, Abby the Beagle is the same way. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to pick her up and physically take yeah. her outside. And she's not all that light, yeah. <laughs> you know, being a full-grown beagle. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, once she's outside, then she's having a great time. Sniffing. So, yep. Yeah. Well, the point is get your dog out for a walk, even go somewhere new. You know, when it's wet on the ground, it it, it makes the scent even more delicious. It's so. a bouquet. That's right. <laughs> a bouquet of uh, That's right. scents for dogs out there on a day like today. Um, someone in this uh, Someone in this booth got a promotion. Was it you? No. Because <laughs> congratulations. Because I'm already the president of my company. So <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. Congrats, Eric. You might be emperor, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I've been promoted to uh, operations manager here at the station. And so. It's a smart station. Oh, well, thank you. You're the best. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, gosh, it's a very interesting interview today after this first segment. I'm going to talk about some events I have coming up, and then I'll be talking with Chaplain Mike Neal about his thoughts on whether animals have souls, um, his research um, sort of rooted in uh, Roman Catholic teachings dating back Mm -hmm. centuries, exploring even older teachings like in the Bible He found reason to believe animals do have souls in addition to his own experience as a uh, former police dog handler. So he's had uh, the experience of the very intense connection that a handler and working dog can experience. So this is religious research because I was going to say it would be pretty tough to do scientific research to prove that anybody has a soul. Mm -hmm. True. Including animals, of course. Right. But- from the common person's view over here, anyway, I just think, well, if we do, then why wouldn't they? Right. Which then would it brings up a lot. So it's, loved, yeah, I can't wait to hear his perspective. Yeah. 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 And, sorry to interrupt you. There. No, not at all. So we'll be talking with him uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but before we talk with Chaplain Mike Neal, uh, wanted to mention, so a week from tomorrow... October 23rd at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, I'm giving a talk called The Art of Nonverbal Communication with Your Dog. I'm going to be talking about how to effectively communicate with your dog, speaking your dog's language, which doesn't have anything to do with speaking, with your mouth, 
uh, and just really getting into some depth of conversation around that. It's going to be a great talk. I've already started outlining it. I'm so excited to share my insight into this matter with uh, sort of in the context of uh, a public speaking rather than one-on-one private lessons, which is what I've been doing for over 10 years in the greater Seattle area. So there is still room. We have quite a a list of people attending. I think we have almost 40 people, if not more by now. Uh, But we do have room for more. But you do need to RSVP. So if you have been meaning to RSVP and have just haven't gotten around to it, now is the time to do it. And um, if you're just learning about this event for the first time, then please do, if you'd like to attend, um, then RSVP for it. It's going to be Thursday night, October 23rd at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, which is in uh, Houghton Plaza, which is the same shopping center as PCC in Kirkland. You can go to naturalpetpantry.com also to get their address. Um, Starts at 7 p.m. Thursday, October 23rd in Kirkland. And you can RSVP either email randy, R-A-N-D-I, at naturalpetpantry.com or call the store 425-739-4738. That's 425-739-4738. And you can get that contact info on their website as well, naturalpetpantry.com. It's going to be a great talk, and I'm really looking forward to it. And anyone who would love to attend, please do. There is no charge for this talk, and I'm super excited to see the community that's there. It's a really great space, and it's going to be an awesome conversation. And then there will be time um, at the end for questions for people who have questions about their own dog. So please do come to that. And then mark your calendar. November 22nd is the celebration party for the 300th episode of The Dog Show, which is actually going to be on Wednesday, November 19th. So we'll be on the heels of that 300th episode. We're throwing a big party at the Natural Pet Pantry again in Kirkland. It's a great space. You'll see why I'm having my events there when you come. I'm going to have DJ Ricky Lee DJing the event. She's awesome. Um, She DJed our wedding a couple years ago, almost exactly two years ago, November 3rd. And I've been to a lot of other events that she's done. She's a lot of fun. And we'll have uh, wine and food and lots of great giveaways and free raffles and all sorts of fun stuff. So do come to that um, 7 p.m., maybe a little bit earlier. We'll start that. And it's November 22nd, Saturday. It's the Saturday before Thanksgiving at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. You don't need an RSVP or anything. Just come. Can't wait. Um, hmm... So I'm going to be on um, A&E Network in November. That's fantastic. How about that? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I don't have Wonderful. all the, I don't have all the details yet, but I'm being profiled um, through this uh, banner that they're doing called uh, Everyday Originals. So it's profiling people who are doing cool things with their passion, with you know work or with the community or whatever, and um, being original. That's right, Everyday Original. <laughs> And I, I guess that's me. So they're going to be profiling um, my work doing hands-on training, private lessons with people and their dogs and also as a, the host of the dog show. And um, we filmed the uh, the footage last week and it went really well and I can't wait to see it. Um, I don't know exactly when it's going to air for the first time, but I'll tell you what I know now, which is I think it, they said the day after Veterans Day during the premiere of a new show that's starting called Dogs of War. 
and it's going to run twice during that show, and then it's going to run throughout the network elsewhere after that, but they, they don't know when. So pretty cool. I'll definitely Very be cool. keeping you. Yeah, I'll definitely be giving more details as that approaches to as far as um, exactly when it's going to be on and stuff. But it's going to be on A&E Network starting in November. So look for me. I can't wait to TV yeah, that. I know. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we will talk with Chaplain Mike Neal about his thoughts on whether dogs have souls and his experience, uh, which led him to this question and his Uh, inspired him to research this question. So really looking forward to that conversation. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, dog show fans. Does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray pure air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for pure air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit DogRadioShow.com for a link to their website. I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Designing Health, makers of Missing Link, we cover the world of animals. This week, October 19th, once only a chiropractor, now a bioenergetic synchronization technique practitioner, Dr. Nels Rasmussen will be in the studio doing rebalancing remote treatments for you and or your animal friends. So if you have emotional, behavioral, or healing issues, give us a call. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior. Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we are back with former police dog handler and chaplain Mike Neal. Mike, welcome to The Dog Show. Thank you, Julie. Okay. Yeah. So I got this email about your um, kind of your inquiry into this and your perspective. And I immediately thought, now this sounds like an interesting conversation. So here we are. And um, I'd like to just have you start off and introduce yourself as far as, you know, a former police dog handler and chaplain, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I uh, was a fish and wildlife officer in the state of Washington for 30 years. I was spent about a dozen years down in Lewis County, and I spent the second half of my career in Pierce County. And uh, during that time, I had actually three different police dogs. I started a dog in 1983. And uh, that dog uh, retired him in 91. I got another dog uh, in 92. And then, uh, as uh, many of your listeners may remember, Department of Fisheries and Department of Wildlife merged. And uh, as a result of new administration, new ideas coming in, uh, they decided not to have a police dog program. And, <laughs> you know, a uh, police dog is not a pet. Yeah. It's it's a working partner. And... Um, you know, and for me to have to go to work and leave him home, it was it was killing him. It was killing yeah. me. So I ended up giving him away. Yeah. And uh, about a year later, less than a year later, he died of stomach torsion. Mm. And I kind of believe that that's uh, stress induced. Mm-hmm. And I know how hard it was for me to give him up. Yeah. It almost killed me. So I know why it killed him. Yeah. What and, kind of work uh, did you do as a fish and wildlife officer with your dog? What What did you do? What did that look like? Uh, officer protection. Uh, we did um, uh, tracking human scent okay. and and uh, also meat detection. You know, they use a lot of uh, dogs nowadays for, for uh, drugs. But actually having a dog look for meat is like, it's like kindergarten for dogs. Yeah, really. Uh, and all you have to do really is just teach them that you just want them to find certain kinds of meat. You just want them to find game, yeah. um, deer and elk, uh, pheasants, ducks. Um, and, and uh, you know, they, they, can, they, uh, they discern meat really well. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah. And, and why would you want them to detect those particular types of meat? Uh, because if a guy has a, um, you know, a camper or in, they're in a trunk, locked in a trunk or... Uh, if they're locked up, you know, in in uh, something else, uh, the dog can smell and alerts. You can get a search warrant. Okay. It's, yeah. So it's like detecting meat someone has that they shouldn't have or something yeah, like that? Okay. Yeah, because the seasons are open and Got closed. It. Sometimes it's legal and sometimes it's not. Um, you know, there's horn restrictions and mm, got it. description. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a lot of issues with the regulations. So. Okay. Yeah, and that was kind of the time before... The agency now uses curly and bear dogs, but what happened was in the, in uh, when I started, there wasn't a huge bear and cougar issue because uh, there was a lot of hound hunters in the state and they kept the populations down, but then they outlawed hound hunting. Mm-hmm. All the hound hunters left Washington State, and we used to use hound hunters to tree, uh, you know, cougars and bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's really hard for uh, our officers to find a hound hunter in the state to to a tree a bear or a cougar or a nuisance. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so they use their own dogs. Huh. Well, yeah. very so. interesting. And you um, clearly had a very deep connection with your dogs, with your working dogs. 
Right. And um, you also are the senior chaplain for the Washington State Patrol. And so tell me a little bit about that work. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the senior chaplain for the Washington State Patrol and Department of Fish and Wildlife. So it's a, okay. uh, we have a nonprofit. Uh, it's called the Washington State Chaplain Foundation. Which you founded. I got called into chaplaincy um, uh, in about uh, 2007, uh, just several months after my 27-year-old hour, 27-year-old daughter, was killed on her bicycle um, mm. in West Seattle. And uh, if that doesn't kill you, um, nothing will. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, most people ask the question, you know, why? Usually followed by me. And I didn't ask that question. I said, what now? Because I knew, I knew God and I knew that everything that happens in life happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, um, that there was a greater purpose, that God had a greater purpose in this for my life. And so I was open to listening and I had a number of people encourage me to become a police chaplain. And I knew that that, that I was just being called into that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, then, uh, may remember Chris Fairbanks was a U.S. Forest Service police officer up in Squim and she was murdered, mm. uh, in Oh, it was Oh seven. And the chief at the time, uh, for fish and wildlife and I were good friends and, and uh, he invited me to go with him up there, meet with uh, her husband, who was a fish and wildlife officer. Mm. And so that's kind of how the chaplaincy began for um, Department of Fish and Wildlife. So I did that for three years, and then the state patrol approached me about uh, chaplaincy. And I said I, I would consider doing state patrol if we could do a joint chaplaincy. So that's what we've done. And currently we have, we have a, uh, our program's three and a half years old, uh, and we have 17 chaplains across the state. So you you would go to an area that's gone through something hard and, and offer support? Right. We do the death notifications for the traffic fatalities uh, for the mm. state patrol. Uh, we also um, we work closely with officers, so our, our chaplains do ride-alongs and and go to coffee with officers and meet them at the, at the district office and we just become their friends, and uh, um, and so, you know, the greatest thing that a chaplain possesses is is our ordination. It's not because we have some great uh, power from God, you know, but but it, what it is, it's it's power from from the government because we have the ability for confidential conversation, the same right. as an attorney-client or a doctor-patient. Okay. So um, that's really what it is about. These these uh, men and women see things, horrible things that you and I don't have to see. Yeah. And uh, on the highways and the backcountry woods, and they get assaulted, and um, and so uh, when a job gets heavy, there's nowhere for them to go to talk to anybody mm-hmm. uh, because you know if they go to their sergeant or their captain or, or their lieutenant, um, you know somebody might end up raising an eyebrow that maybe they can't handle the job. Yeah. So. They need to be able to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. and it needs to be confidential. Yeah. So, now, is yeah. is chaplaincy uh, strictly under Christianity, or is it not specifically Christianity? But it's not specifically Christian. Okay. Um, it could be any faith. The okay. I think I think with Christianity, um, one thing that happens is, and and if you 
if you look at Christianity across the board, um, not to say other faiths don't don't give back. I'm not saying that, but I think um, uh, Christians tend to feel a calling. And so all of our work is volunteer. We don't get paid by the state. Like, uh, you know, it's in the state constitution that, um, you know, there's only specific chaplains that can be paid, and mm-hmm. police and fire chaplains are, were not considered mm-hmm. in 1889 when the constitution was written. Right. So, uh, and there's, there's case law um, because of uh, separations of church and state. Mm-hmm. So we must have a secular purpose. We not, must not advance religion. And we must not have excessive government entanglement. Well, that excessive government entanglement is uh, pay. We don't get paid okay. by the state. So, Well, I what I can relate to for sure, and I, uh, you know, I think that for me personally, I'm not Christian. I don't identify with any uh, institutionalized religion. However, mm-hmm. I do feel that for me, faith is in something larger is really important in especially dealing with, I mean, I've not had to deal with anything like what you have had to in losing your daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, nothing like that, but it's not to say I haven't had hardship. I think most people do. Everybody does. And yeah, they're not alive if you haven't gone through suffering. Yeah. And to sort of have this perspective of like, well, (laughs) I got to kind of give it, give it up and just do the best that I can. And, and mm-hmm. um, it's, I've found it to be very empowering and, and comforting um, having a sense for something larger, which sort of brings us to the conversation about, well, you know, you've kind of entered this inquisition and did some research, religious research into whether animals have souls. You've had a lot of life experience and particularly with dogs and, um, well, yeah, and so what I began to do is just, you know, I had this incredible relationship with three different dogs, and, you know, I, I just couldn't, when I, when I heard different scholars, uh, you know, uh, religious people that said, you know, that dogs weren't saved, I just thought, how can this be, you know, I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, this goes against, do- uh, this goes against God's nature, uh, of being, you know, it uh, goes against everything that he stands for. I mean, he's he's a creator God. He created things uh, in the universe, and you know, to to discard things that and and not save them is is goes against who God is. And look, a- animals didn't aren't, aren't aren't held accountable for sins. I mean, wh- whether or not you believe in the concept of sin or not, you know, I, I'm talking about what the Bible says, and and so uh, they're not held accountable, so they're innocent, and so, um, you know, the, God is, is not, first off, God is, is not going to hold things accountable that are innocent, and so, and then if you look in the book of Job, I found it in the book of Job 12, Seven. It says, "Ask the animals, and they will tell you." For which of these does not know the hand of God has done all this? Well, if you look at what that says, obviously they're not going to ask an animal about about their faith. But but uh, if you could, maybe they would tell us something com- that that's so incredible that God really doesn't want us to know what they have to say about about faith, because maybe it would take 
our choice away as to whether or not God exists or not. Mm. I mean, quite honestly, I think if your dog thought that you didn't, that you had an ability or had had the ability to choose whether God existed or not, I think their jaw would hit the floor. But so, so ask the animals and they will tell you for which of these does not know the hand of God has done all this. That's faith. And isn't that how the Bible also says we're saved by our faith? Mm. So as well, in Hebrews 1, it says Christ is the heir of all things. Well, what kind of things is the heir to? Is like, want my truck or my house or, <laughs> or, yeah. or uh, what's he want? Well, the fact is, he is, he is their heir to the heavenly things that God created here on earth, which is all creation. And if, if uh, you know, if, if, he, if, if God said no, <laughs> then it's a betrayal, you know, to, to his own word that says Christ is heir. Mm. So, and then, you know, all, also in Genesis, it says that we will reign with him in heaven. So um, what are we going to rule and reign over? It's not going to be people, right? It's going to be all his creation. And, and really, I think that's one of the reasons why God gave animals a short lifespan, first off, so that humanity could come to terms with with uh, love and loss, mm-hmm. but also that God could pack more animals in heaven over time. Hmm. Let so, me ask you, what is your, if you were, um, because of your you know, years of experience working with the dogs that you worked with in your in your job as a fish and wildlife officer mm-hmm. and the, you know, very intense experience and intense bond and your experience of the dogs being who they are. Right. If if somebody asked you so it it seems to me like personally you believe that dogs do have souls, and well, I'm not saying they have souls, but I'm but I'm pretty doggone sure they're saved. Okay, but, so that's but not on a the same token. Angels don't have souls either, and they're eternal beings. Okay, so sentient beings. I think the language is different because I'm yeah. not I'm not familiar with um, being saved or. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know what you're referring to, but it's not right. something that I connect with. But okay. but what is it? based off of your personal experience, if somebody said, well, do you believe, so I'll use your language, that dogs are saved, and mm-hmm. not not based off of the um, evidence that you found in the scripture that you've researched, but just based off of your own experience as a human and what you've witnessed, your the dogs that you've worked with, how they have been with you and the sort of action they've taken in certain situations. Well, that's a perfect question. And I think everyone who looks into the eyes of a dog knows that there's something else in there uh, besides uh, just a, a, a hollow, shallow being. This, right. this, dog, this dog that you're looking to his eyes understands more about life than we do. They, they, under, they perceive life differently than we do because they see and they feel and they smell uh, life differently. Mm. And they, uh, you know, their nose they could be 10,000 or maybe a million times greater than our own. Yeah. And so 
Imagine that. Imagine having that ability. They they understand something about life that we can't. Yeah. Um, and and I think sometimes we we look at dogs because they don't they don't have the the gift of conversation. They have the they have the ability to communicate with us mm-hmm. through silent uh, communications with us. Their tail, their hackles, their their smile, their eyes, the way they. But what they really possess is unconditional love. And people people normally don't don't have that. It's conditional on something. Mm-hmm. Either it's conditional love based on what you think, what you believe, what your worldview. Then then I'm going to love you. But dogs don't care about your worldview. They don't care about who you are or what you believe. They love you because you are you. And and I think that personally, here's the thing. I think that God hides things from us that we don't get. And going back to the Bible, it says um, in John 1, it says the God is the Word. And so if you look at the word God, and you have God, and then you have man, and then you have dog below, um, it's a perfect reflection of God's love, and, it, and it's a reflection of the kind of, of uh, relationship that he wants you to have with him. You have G-O-D and D-O-G, this reflection mm-hmm. of, of this unconditional love that do he you has know, for you. Do you know where, because I've, you know, noticed that over the years, of course, the, the you know, D-O-G, G-O-D. Yeah. Do you know where that, the word dog originated? <laughs> well, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows create who knows who created language? I could I could have an incredible discussion with you about who created language and and numbers and uh, you know, if if you were to take the English language and the 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 number for God is 26. And if you were to take the English language and you assigned a letter a number to each letter and you added up G-O-D, it adds up to 26. If you take the Hebrew language, and you took Yahweh, the name for God, and you assigned the same numbers to each one of the letters of the Hebrew, it adds up to 26. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and there's, I found more in, in, in the alphabet uh, than, we don't have time to go in that, into that, but... Um, but anyway, I just think I think numbers and letters uh, and languages God created uh, because it does say in John one if you look at it in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yeah, it's definitely sort of a trip to try to con- like when you were talking about dog sense of smell. I've yeah. talked you know I've talked about this. Um, I've had professional scent detection trainers on the show before, and I find yeah. it so fascinating because we really can't conceive of what it would be like to experience a dog's sense of smell. Like, I really don't think that the human brain, like, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean if it's, you know, they like, you know, someone said once it would be like saying they could smell color, and it's kind of like, well, what is that, you know? But it really, I mean, they can smell things on a molecular level. So what is that like to be in that body and, and to process the environment and experience the world through that sense of smell. Well, well I think everybody that's ever taken their dog on a, on a, on a leash and taken them for a walk, 
when the dog is looking for a, a for a place to do his business, he will smell no less than maybe 10 or 15 spots, and it has to be just the right place. <laughs> and the reason he's doing that, I found out, I, I finally came to the conclusion he's doing that because he doesn't want another dog to come behind him and ridicule him for putting it in the wrong place. <laughs> That's right. What were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking, Miss? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, what has your... Um, now, how long have you been sort of speaking about this, and what has been what has your reception been among your peers? Uh, you know, I've I've talked about this for quite some time. I've talked to some different pastors, and you know, I've gotten some eyebrows raised. I've gotten some people that you know say, "Oh, that's nice." Well, gee, um, you know, and so you know, among among the peers, I think that a lot of people think that. You know, look, you're going the wrong way because it's really it's not about dogs; it's about people, and really it is. It is about people because. Um, but what I'm saying is that, you know, look, if your dog's going to heaven, there's a, there's a way to get there, and 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 so, look, if you were going if you were going on a trip and you were planning a vacation and you were saying, okay, well, we're going here, we're going there, we're going to take the car here, we're gonna we're 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 gonna stay here. Uh, we're all on this journey. We are all on this journey. And my my suggestion is, look, it doesn't end here. Find out. Find out where it goes. Where are you going and how are you going to plan on getting there? And so if your dog's going, I think it's really as a, as a look, as a, as a Christian pastor, ordained minister, I, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, I, I deal with answering that question all the time. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. You know, scientists now um, believe, you know, it's sort of accepted among scientists now, which is a conflict based off of what we do to animals in the name of research, um, that animals do actually experience emotion. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody that has a dog knows that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but for a while, and it would certainly serve the community to, like you said, I mean, somebody just says, oh, you know, a dog is a is you know like a machine. Like they're just you know. Right, right, yeah. And but, uh, but how many people have a dog when they come home? The dog, the dog actually grins at them yeah. and smiles. The dog knows what time you're coming home. It's by the door. The dog knows so much more about this life than I think than we do. Just and we we think since we're verbal and we have this ability to reason that we're smarter than they are. Kind of gets in our way sometimes, I think. It does. (laughs) Yeah, I'm giving a talk in uh, actually a week from tomorrow about nonverbal communication with dogs. And um, I work with people and their dogs in the greater Seattle area. And I saw that on your website. I was very impressed with that. And it is. It's a lot. You know, dogs teach us to, you know, slow down and be present and tune in to... Uh, you know, they're not talking, but it doesn't mean that they're not communicating. And, that you they're know, not communicating, yeah. exactly. So and how- that's, as a canine officer, you have to be able to be able to read your dog. You have to be able to know when the dog's tracking and when the dog isn't. Yeah. You have to be able to watch every part of him, and you have to know his actions and his reactions uh, so well, because because if you're tracking a suspect on an armed robbery, uh, you have to know, like, when the... When, it's a team. It's a yeah. team thing. So you have to grab the dog 
and be able to get him back and get him started again and get him going again. And and the only way you're going to do that is by reading his his reactions and and knowing when he's tracking and when he isn't. Yeah. Are you and familiar with communication? Yeah. Are you familiar with nose work? Yeah. Okay. So like canine, I mean, as a sport for pets, not as a so canine nose work is something that people can do with their pet dogs and basically yeah. teach them how to detect scent for fun. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And one of the things that I love about this sport that's available to anyone who wants to do it with any dog is that, you know, they're not going to be in the high pressure situations that uh, an officer would be in with a scent detection dog, but it really, I think one of the biggest things is that it really teaches people how to listen. Um, yeah. and, but you yeah. know, well, what does that mean? If the dog isn't speaking words, then they have to tune in in other ways and get really good at being present to the dog and reading the dog and determining whether the dog is signaling them or not, or, you know, all that stuff. Right. And that's all dogs want from us. You know, the, our pet dogs just want us to be present to them. And we're so busy and everything's so fast and we're talking and, you know, it's just kind of like, slow down, go for a walk. Well, all right. (laughs) Um, well, it is one of the the topics that I, that I, uh, talked about in my, uh, my novel, the miracle of Africa and which is, uh, um, available, but, um, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Okay. Uh, you can, uh, find on my website, uh, at, uh, Mike org. It's, uh, N-E-I-L. Okay, and I posted a link to your website on our homepage and on our podcast and on Facebook and all that stuff, too. So if you're... Oh, great. Yeah, anyone who's driving and can't write that down, you can just go to our um, homepage, dogradioshow.com, and all of Mike's um, contact and, or, you know, links and stuff will be there, too. Yeah, so they can they can take a look at my artwork. I'm a pen and ink artist, so mm-hmm. I, I wrote this 545-page uh, uh, novel about about Africa. It's called The Miracle of Africa. And uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's uh, I've had a lot of people read it and a lot of people really, have really enjoyed it. So cool. it, it's been really fun to to have people read your book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, just about finished with a book, not a novel, uh-huh. a book that I've been writing over the last year and a half or so. So All right. quite yeah, a process. Probably... My first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that was sort of listed in the suggested questions for you and, and, um, which I've said at the beginning, I've talked about on the show, what do you say to those who have had, who have a hard time letting go of a beloved pet? Yeah, I, um, uh, I, I think, uh, the best medicine, uh, for the loss, loss of a pet is, uh, uh, go get another one. <laughs> um, I had 11 dogs, and in, in, uh, my wife and I have been married uh, 41 years and uh, married my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had so many dogs. We have had so many dogs. I, I I dogged her out, so we don't get to have a dog anymore. It's been really tough for a guy that's a dog person. <laughs> but I uh, I lost, um, you know, I had I had to go through... Uh, those three police dogs, and that was very, mm-hmm. very difficult, mm-hmm. um, just because of the relationship. But I, but uh, I, I'm I'm not sure it was as difficult as it was. We lost uh, an infant son in '81, and then we lost a 27 year old daughter in '06. And um, I can tell you this: I don't know where this comes from. This 
this is, um, I don't know how I can say this, but I can tell you this, that the events that happened to me eight years ago were the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because it was the easiest thing or that it, I didn't cry a bucket of tears mm-hmm. or that um, I, won't, I don't miss her every single day. I don't think about her all the time, but because of how it changed me, because mm-hmm. it made me more compassionate, more understanding, more able to to um, mm-hmm. minister to people who are going through loss. Mm-hmm. And um, what I had to do with her and what I had to do with uh, every dog I've ever lost is hold them in an open hand mm-hmm. um, because that's how God changes us, by mm-hmm. either putting things in our life or taking them out. And taking them out is the hard part. Um, we always love it when God puts things in our life. We don't like it so much when, when we when we experience loss mm. and suffering and turmoil yeah. uh, over that. But uh, that's another one of the themes in my book is hold everything you have in an open hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold it like you try to hold sand, because if you hold it loosely, you'll hold more than if you try mm-hmm. to grip it tight. Do right. you, and I, you know, if you don't want to answer this, um, I'm just sensitive of, of uh, this question, but do you feel your daughter with you? Do I feel her? Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel uh, her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where she is. Um, God gave us an incredible miracle when she passed, uh, and uh, over the over the first year, and we have this incredible miracle that happened, and I know where she is. Um, she's more alive than you and me. Um, and she's in a place that I can't even describe or imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a place where even if she uh, could come home, she would say, no, thanks. I'm not sure that even if, if, if I could bring her home and undo everything that has been done since she's been gone eight years, uh, if, if I could bring her home and everything I'd be, would be undone, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that. Yeah. And um, we are coming to the end of our conversation. Okay. And uh, I know it's, um, I I just, I appreciate, you know, we we use different language and, you know, have different beliefs as far as the religion and stuff. But I I do um, understand and relate to a lot of what you're talking about. And I share similar beliefs with you. It's just under a different context. And well, I, I really appreciate because I know how difficult it is, you know, for, for, um, uh, someone who doesn't believe the same way you do to, to have this conversation or have a conversation. I, I just so much appreciate your openness to have me on. Yeah. And I appreciate the, the depth of your thinking and your compassion and, and just clearly your love of dogs. And I hope that, you do bring a dog into your family uh, again someday. I get to enjoy my son's dogs. He lives seven minutes from me. Okay. He has, yeah, he has three dogs, so I get to enjoy his dog. Okay, good. So you get yep. your fix. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Mike Neal's book, again, is called The Miracle of Africa. You can get it on Amazon. You can go to his website, mikeneal.org, N-E-I-L, and I've posted... Links to Mike um, on our homepage, dogradioshow.com, and on our Facebook page and all that good stuff. So, Mike, uh, best wishes to you and your family, and uh, thanks so much again for your time. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. 
All right. Great we're going to Julie. You too. Okay. And Bye. we'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the dog show with Julie Forbes. Keep a good dog down. No, sir. No, you can't keep a good dog down. I've seen pain and hurts. That's right. I've eaten dirt. That's true. It's hard to buy, but even I've been jilted by a skirt. He lied. But look, pal, I'm still around. Because <laughs> you can't keep a good dog down. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Pure Air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely. It's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine, plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness. Pure Air is safe enough to spray directly onto people, animals, or use in the bath or laundry. Pure Air is perfect for dealing with dire situations, refreshing your dog between baths, or just before company comes. Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E, dot com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. He's been warm and cold, but ten to one I'll still be running rockets when I'm old. Not in some cage in the city pound. Cause you can't keep a good dog, can't keep a good, I say you can't keep a good dog down in hymns. Welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes. And uh, it was a, a interesting conversation with Mike Neal, who's a chaplain and a former um, police dog handler, fish and wildlife officer, and um, deeply religious man. And uh, he's doing a lot of um, thinking and talking about, in his language, whether dogs go to heaven and if dogs are saved. And that's not the language. That... I thought we settled long, <laughs> long ago that all dogs go to heaven. Well, I mean, when there's anim, I mean, you look at the animation. Right. Look, <laughs> and look and, no further. And coincidentally, that was <laughs> from the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven right. Right, that we just played. You can't keep a good dog down. Oh, mm-hmm. good one. I haven't seen that in a long time, although I do remember crying, which not not a surprise. So, yeah, I mean, thought provoking. That was um, not a language I'm familiar with, with the the God and he and and all that. Um, but. Very, very much enjoyed Mike and um, 
his sensitivity to animals and his um, experience in his life and the challenges that he and his family have faced with loss and uh, both with with children and dogs and um, I think it's an interesting conversation and um, so if you missed any part of this episode or any of our almost 300 episodes you can go to iTunes and download for free all of our podcasts you can go to the website hey which is dogradioshow.com, and the website is getting a, an extreme makeover, which is awesome. Is that going to be on A&E as well, the no. extreme makeover? For the... <laughs> of the website? <laughs> of the website. <laughs> no, so dramatic. We, we put it in this wig, and now look be. how pretty it looks. <laughs> uh, look at the reaction from the other people in the restaurant. That's right. Um, no, but um, it's it's going to be great, It's uh, and it's going to be done... Um, by the end of the month. So we're uh, focusing a lot on it and um, just really, it's been the same website since the dog show started almost six years ago. So there's been a lot of growth and it's going to have a lot more to it. It's, I'm going to have a blog and uh, we'll write about various things, um, share my expertise in training and behavior, and then also just commentary maybe about uh, the guests that I talk with on the show or other stories um, that are happening or whatever. So um, all dog related, of course, but uh, it's going to be great. Dogradioshow.com is that website. And you can find all of our podcasts um, archived on the website as well as on iTunes. And I'm also posting all of our episodes um, directly to our Facebook page now, too. So if you're on Facebook, just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and you'll find us on Facebook, and you can get uh, the current shows as they come. Um, I post those through SoundCloud as well. Um, hey, we have these, um, you know what I've been seeing a lot of around town, our dog show car stickers. And uh, if you want to know what they look like, you can just go to our website and take a look at that oval logo at the top. It's a blue background with an orange dog with headphones and a microphone in his mouth. And um, and I do know that that dog is actually a he. I'm not just saying he. Um, his name's Stanley. So it's based on an actual dog? Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. the, we, we've been doing the show for almost 300 episodes, as you say, and all this time, I, I just assumed he was a figment of somebody's imagination. Well, he's he's a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, his name is after a dog named Stanley, um, but the his... his um, how he looks is is not necessarily well. His color was inspired by my red healer, Levi. So he's like an uh, amalgamation character. Yeah. All right. Everybody's dog. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, our car stickers are all over Seattle and Western Washington, especially, and waterproof and urine proof. That's right. Which and, is important in Western Washington. Yeah, and uh, all over the country now, and also in. Um, Ireland in particular, for some reason. Uh, I've sent out a few stickers to Ireland. So if you're listening from anywhere, if you would like a dog show car sticker or a few of them or a bunch of them, maybe you have a dog-related business and you'd like to just share them with your community, send me an email, host at dogradioshow.com, and I would be happy to mail you as many dog show car stickers as you would like. They're really cute and they are waterproof and you can put them on um, cars or water bottles or um, all sorts of fun stuff, your computer. And it has our website on it too, which is helpful. Um, so again, a uh, couple great events coming up. I'm giving a talk on nonverbal communication with your dog. 
I talked with Mike in this interview today about that a little bit. And, you know, dogs are not verbal, but it doesn't mean that they're not communicating with us. And it also helps us to be effective in communicating with them if we speak their language, not ours. So remembering all of the nonverbal stuff. And it's not just like posture. It's like it's it's a depth of conversation, um, really getting into some depth about about what that means. And um, I've had a lot of experience having this conversation with my clients uh, for dog training and behavior um, over the years. So, you know, what does that mean? Uh, what what role does emotion have in communicating with dogs? Um, energy, touch, um, all sorts of stuff. And then what are some ways that dogs give us signals that we might not pick up? For example, yawning. Um, no, it doesn't necessarily mean your dog's tired. Actually, a lot of times dogs do it as a sign of stress um, and not in a bad way, just in like like in training, we see it a lot. Like if, if they're sort of challenged mentally and they're having to figure something out, they might yawn and it's just sort of a, oh man, this is hard and uh, other things like that. So that talk is free. It's a week from tomorrow, October 23rd at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. And um, everybody is welcome. We do ask that you RSVP so that we know how many chairs to set up. We do have a lot of RSVPs already. Um, so want to make sure that everybody has a seat. So um, Thursday, October 23rd at 7 p.m. at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, The Art of Nonverbal Communication with Your Dog. It's a free talk that I'm giving. And you can email RSVP Randy, R-A-N-D-I, at naturalpetpantry.com or call 425-739-4738. Again, that's 425-739-4738. That's the Kirkland store. And you can RSVP, just let them know that you are coming. Um, this is a, a human-only event, so please don't bring your dog to this event. A lot of people have been asking about that. So we'll just uh, equip you with a lot of great information and insight that you can take home to your dog. But that'll be cramming a lot of bodies in that room if we have everyone with their dog, too. So leave your pup at home, and I look forward to seeing you then. And then please do mark your calendar, November 22nd. 300th episode party. We're going to have a DJ, food, wine, lots of giveaways. It's going to be a blast at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, November 22nd, the 300th episode party. And I can't wait for that. Have some great interviews coming up um, this month and into November. And I'll be posting about those on our Facebook page. So be sure to find us on Facebook. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And I'll be back next Wednesday live at 2. Thanks for listening.